Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and football is back. We just got off a call, first of all, with Carl Durrell, who just coached his first ever spring practice as the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, and first time coaching like a spring practice since 2007 or something. A long time. He is back at it, and he says things went really well. He also said a bunch of things about how the new defense is going to work. Um, honestly, maybe learned more today than I expected to learn throughout the course of the spring, eh? over the course of the next month, maybe not quite that much, but, but flirting with it for sure. Uh, learned a lot about this defense. Um, well, we learned a little about the defense Now I'm going to say a lot about it based on what I think, um, because that's how this podcast works. Uh, and then after that, we got to hear from Alex Fontenot as well, um, he just got back on the football field for the first time since uh, the injury he sustained during uh, fall camp last year. Big day for him. Big day for Carl. Big day for the Buffs. And that means a big day for all of us as well. Um, we're just going to be digging into all of that today. Um, obviously, that is not it for the news. Um a bunch of Colorado basketball players entered the transfer portal. Uh, Deshaun Schwartz, uh, Dallas Walton, um, Isaac Jessup, and Alexander Strotting. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Obviously, I mean, that's 40% of Colorado starters just said that they will not be back next year. We're going to dig into that tomorrow, though. So uh, we'll, we'll see you then. Um so basically, I guess before we jump all the way in, the way spring practice is going to work is that the buffs will be out there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays um, for the next month or so. I think the last practice is April 30th, so about a month exactly. Um, starting next week, the Fridays are actually going to be scrimmages. So this Friday isn't a scrimmage. Obviously, that'll actually be the first practice in pads, if I know what I'm talking about. Um, but starting next Friday, every Friday is going to be a scrimmage. And I'm actually going to be up in Boulder uh, next Friday for that scrimmage. I'm, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm going to get a, a massive notebook and I'm just going to fill it with all of everything I think. And then we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Again, I'm so excited. Um, but uh, that is how this is going to work. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, they're actually later practices. The media availability is after practice. And those are at 6.05 p.m. So what? right now it's about 6.30. Got off the call. Then now I'm recording the podcast. So 
That is how things are going to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the next month is I will have a podcast posting pretty late on football those days, probably talk some football on the other days, might spend some time talking basketball on the other days, but there you go. Um, There's what you need to know. All right. Um, Real quick, the Colorado XOs are a rugby team here in Glendale, Colorado. They train at the Rugby Town National Training Center at Infinity Park in Glendale. Um, that's the same place that the U.S. national teams train, and that is, they're, they're, that's not like a, a coincidence. The reason the Colorado XOs are there is because they're going to be a feeder program into the U.S. national team. They're taking athletes from different sports, teaching them how to play rugby, hopefully get them on the national team. It's a cool process. You can follow along at thedmvr.com or uh, if you listen to the DMVR Rugby podcast or follow DMVR Rugby on Twitter. So there you go. All right. Um, jumping in, let's go in order. I just about jumped into all my favorite parts, but that would be irresponsible. Um, so Carl started by talking about the quarterbacks. I love that so much. Um, I, I didn't like write down everything. Honestly, like it's not like he was super in in depth today. They were only in helmets anyway. So it's not like you can win the job based on what can happen today. Um, but here's what we know. We know that JT did some positive things. Brendan is confident and looks like a totally different guy since the bowl game. Um, also, Drew Carter did some good things. You know, I don't think that Drew has much of a chance in this quarterback competition. But, I don't know. The, the, fact, the fact that Carl brought him up on his own... Maybe that's just to throw all of us off his scent or something, but it, it doesn't mean nothing. Um, Drew Carter did some good things. He did say, like, he's learning a whole new offense and that kind of stuff. Brendan, though, you know, seems confident, seems like a totally different guy. Uh, honestly, like, not a whole lot of details in there, obviously, but it's good to hear that they did well. Um, skipping ahead to something Alex said, he said that the quarterbacks look good today and it's going to be a good competition. So there you go. Um, I asked Carl, like, what's up with Sam? Um, how much is he able to participate? What's he doing when he isn't? Um, and what Carl had to say is that Sam cannot do any throwing and that that is not on the near horizon. Um, makes it sound like he's not going to be throwing it all this spring. Um, what Sam is doing though, is doing a whole lot of running conditioning, a lot of agility work. And he's according to Carl doing everything, but getting in the huddle and running the play. Um, Carl also said that you always know he's around because you can always hear him. That's the Sam we know and love. Um, there's your first update on the quarterback competition. Sorry that there aren't many more details, but what we do know is that all of the quarterbacks look good or had some sort of positive quality today, um, including Sam, who will not be throwing this spring, um, is doing a bunch of agility work. He was already pretty agile. If he gets a full month of just straight agility work in, who knows what he could become. Um, moving on from the quarterbacks, though, again... I think throughout the throughout the spring we'll get to know more and more. Um, we heard that Carl hasn't been talking about the Texas game. He hasn't been talking about the bowl game. Um, one of the one of the things he said, and it was just kind of like in the middle of a bunch of things he said. He he did say like I don't want him to know that that's all I think about. 
And, you know, he, he may have meant, like, I just don't want them to think that because it isn't true. The way he said it may sound like it is true. The way he's behaved may sound like it is true. Um, I, I, he is motivated. And he said that he can tell that everybody else is motivated. And he thinks that some of that does come from Texas. He said that you can sense the level of urgency. Um, everybody is trying really hard to get things right. Um, that's Again, That that is what you want to hear. Because we're going to get into some news that I think some people may take poorly. Um, the fact that one of the positives that he can pull away from his team today is that everybody really cares about getting things down right. That is important because there are going to be a lot of things that they could get wrong going forward. Um, also, he said that it was a really positive start for the defense, especially considering how much new stuff there is for them. That's good news. Um, Let's start now by digging into some of like the very real information we got today. Um, we've heard about some changes to the defense. Um, we know that Tyson Summers has been replaced. Uh, we know that Chris Wilson's replacing him, and that when we talked to Chris Wilson last week, he said that there will be changes, and that this defense is going to be incredibly versatile, and what they do one week to the next week to the week after that is going to change by massive amounts. Um, he says that it's not really going to be as much of like a base 3-4, base 4-3, or base 3-3-5, whatever. He got into detail saying, you know, base is just what you run 60-70% of the time. And that's going to be dictated by what the other team is wearing, or what, what formation their offense is based in. And we're going to go into the games knowing what to expect, knowing if it's a team that, you know, it's an air raid team, or, you know, it's a triple option team. Just kidding, those don't really exist anymore. Or, uh... Uh, like a run-and-shoot team, like if they play Washington State. Um, so you know basically what you're trying to stop, and then you just build a defense for that. And there will be, like, pieces that stay the same, obviously, but, again, we know that it's going to be very versatile. Today we got some of the details. Um, Carl said they're changing the terminology on the defense. So the last time the, the terminolo terminology was changed – was when Mel Tucker came and brought Tyson Summers with him as the defensive coordinator. They came from the the basically the Nick Saban tree um, and, and ran a Nick Saban defense with Nick Saban terminology. Um, that is gone. Uh, we don't know exactly like which terminology they are using. Honestly, I don't really care. Um, what we do know is that that means that you know these are change changes. These are not like oh a uh, little tweak here little tweak there no these are these are some changes changes and there's a lot to learn and carl said that that it's it's going well um they're getting used to the different calls um they're they're doing very well in the classroom and that the coaching staff is really trying to push the envelope with knowledge and kind of just like overload them and get as much information as they can inside of them and then figure out where they are with the idea being you know the more that we can teach these guys the more versatile we can be now you know when you say that loud it, it does kind of sound like it's, it it might not be like the perfect flawless plan i think i know when i was listening to it i thought well i really hope that these 18 to 22 year olds are able to process all of this information it really does stick um that's something that we just will not know until the season personally I like it. I think teaching as much as you can 
is a is a good idea um and um we'll see where this leads but the the idea is they want to create as big a system as possible so that they can do as many different things as possible he expanded just a little bit more on these these changes to the defense the tweaks to the defense later on when Justin Guerrero of Rivals asked him uh you know what do you think about the outside linebackers? Um, and he talked a lot about the outside linebackers. Basically saying, like, we feel good about them. Obviously, like, Carson's a big part of that. You just know he's going to be productive, and we have enough guys to fill that other outside linebacker spot, in, at least adequately and probably better than adequately, um, was was my basic, you know, rundown of the answer. Um, from there, though, he said that the tweaks to the defense are really going to help the, the outside linebackers in particular. The reason is that the tweaks make them more of a pin-your-ears-back type of player. Um, there, there aren't as many adjustments. They really simplified those. And the, the mentality is going to help that group get faster. Um, there aren't going to be as many checks there either. And that's the other thing, you know, if we go way way back to when I first started doing this podcast basically like almost two years ago before that fall camp one of the big storylines then was Nate Landman being in charge of all the checks because it is such an intensive defense you know there were some like jokes later on from Tyson Summers where he basically said like you know Nate makes it sound like he's doing all the defense like I'm, I'm still calling these defenses from the sideline but the way it works is basically you have a safety um, and you have a linebacker who work together to put the defense in the best situation. So if the call is whatever, then you see that they're lined up uh, with two receivers on one side, one on the other, and 11 personnel. Then you, you tweak whatever to make sure the defense fits that. The 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 tight ends on whatever side, you, you make this little tweak. You make whatever little tweak. And, and there's just basically a list of checks that you go through based on how the offenses align before every play that makes sure that this defense you're just basically like you're tightening all the screws as tight as you can to make sure that it is going to work as best as it possibly can. Um, that side of things is going to be simplified this year, uh, which, you know, kind of balances out the, the, the idea that they want to have a bigger system with more individual things that they can do. Um, and I think that that's really the bulk of it, because you'll remember that one of the problems, uh, problem may be unfair, although, you know, that they did give up like a whole bunch of big plays and it was caused by some miscommunications and some miscommunications that came from there being so much that you need to know to, to be a part of that last defense. Now, there are a lot more broader concepts, but maybe not so many little details. You know, if you think like, now you're getting a play call that just says, here's what you're going to do instead of here's what you're going to do if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, or if this happens. And by taking out like that little process at the end, maybe you can get more plays because they're easier to understand. I guess that's kind of how the coaching staff justifies like putting in more big, big or a bigger playbook, um, more plays. Um, but Let's get into uh, those outside linebackers pinning their ears back and going. Love that. And we talked about it a little bit last week um, 
Carson Wells, he played, what, like 370-something snaps last year? Only 50-something in coverage. Why? Because he's much, much better going forward than going backward. Um, same is true of Jamar Montgomery and Josh Gustav and, and, I, and, and uh, Guy Thomas as well. But I really like the idea that you're going forward more with those guys, again, because that's what they're best at. Um, we know, because Chris Wilson told us last week, that one of the things that this coaching staff is really emphasizing right now is putting players in a position where they can succeed. Sounds simple. Sounds dumb that anybody would even have to say that. But it is a point of emphasis for a good reason. And that reason is that maybe last year and maybe in years prior, the players weren't put in the best possible position. Let's uh, jump over to something else Carl said that ties into this. Um, he was asked about Robert Barnes. Robert Bo Barnes, oh boy. He was, a, he was a safety in high school, a very highly rated safety prospect. I think a five-star. Uh, goes to Oklahoma, wound up playing some linebacker there, some safety there, and now comes to Colorado. Uh, we didn't know where exactly he'd fit in until uh, he showed up on the roster last week, I believe, this is an inside linebacker. Um, so we had that little bit to work on because, again, he's, he's played multiple positions. Uh, Colorado lost its free safety. Darian Rakestra, you could see him sliding in back there. Um, here's what Carl had to say about Robert. Um, great leadership qualities and workouts. Um, he voices his opinions, um, and he has some good things to say. Uh, and in general, Carl is very happy with Robert Barnes to this point. Um, Carl said he's a versatile player right now. He's playing the Mo position, um, but he can play outside and in the alleys. So that Mo position, again, this is a bit of a guess, um, that, uh, we talked about the Nick Saban defense. We talk about the star position a lot. That's that basically slot cornerback, except that it can be a safety or a linebacker. And it kind of changes depending on the offense's personnel. Well, the other hybrid position is basically a dime linebacker, um, you know, a safety who comes in and plays linebacker when it's, it's a passing situation, and that is typically called the money position. Carl said he's playing the Mo position now. Mo, money, we're going we're gonna to guess that's the same thing, especially because putting Robert Barnes in to be that cover linebacker makes a lot of sense given his background. Um, We've talked in the past, I've written in the past about this linebacker situation. Um, again, the, the defense is going to change a lot. They're going to be using different personnel a lot. Assuming that they're just going to have two inside linebackers starting every single game is a very dangerous assumption. But given that that's how things have worked out the last couple of years, well, let's just cons let's assume that it's going to happen more often than not. You have Nate Lamon in one of those spots. Assuming he's he's recovered by the Achilles injury, and so far everything we've heard is is positive, and that he should be just fine. Um, we'll knock on wood for that. Um, next to Nate is the question. Last year it was Akil Jones and John Van Deest basically splitting that job. Um, there were, there were some other guys who rotated in or, or played more because of injury, whatever. That's the easiest way to sum it up: is Akil Jones took the bulk of the reps while John Van Deest um, took the rest, essentially. Um, well, Akil Jones is gone now. So 
That leaves John Van Deest as kind of the incumbent, but there are a bunch of challengers. Robert Barnes, Mar Marvin Ham, a whole bunch of those guys. Um, one of the things that Carl said is that with those positions, the question is, what is the best combination? What is the best three or four? What are their skill sets? What do we want to get them in position to do? So, again, that's kind of what we expected is that you have Nate there and then you maybe rotate that other guy. Uh, third and two, you want John Van Deest out there. Third and nine, maybe you go with somebody with some speed. Uh, Robert Barnes, the hybrid safety, he'd make a bunch of sense to be your cover guy. Um, absolutely, there's a chance that somebody just wins that second inside linebacker position. I would guess, though, that it's going to be a, a, a rotation, just like Carl basically said, best three or best four. Um, and, again, John Van Deest, Robert Barnes, Quinn Perry, Mr. Williams, a bunch of guys who could carve out a role. Um, interesting, though, to know Robert Barnes currently playing the Mo position, but he can play in the alleys as well, as Carl said. That's the star position. So, you know, maybe that's a world where, um, instead of having, say, Chris Miller at the star, you put Chris Miller at free safety replacing Darren Rakestraw, move Barnes out, and that way you don't have to pull a defensive back off the bench. Those defensive backs off the bench are guys like uh, Mark Perry and all them, and so it's not like you, you really necessarily want to keep them off the, on the bench, but you know it's, it's one more way to piece things together. And again, the defense is going to change week to week. It, it may be that one week Robert Barnes is playing uh, the Mo position, could be the next week he's playing the star position. The next week he could just be a linebacker, like taking the starting job because you're playing uh, uh, USC, uh, basically an air raid team. They want to spread the ball out, throw it around. Why waste time having a, a tackler out there when you can have a cover guy? Again, that's all assuming that Robert Barnes winds up being the best cover guy of the group. So there's a little insight. Um, basically, we were pretty much right about uh, how that spot's going to work. Um, again, what are the skill sets? What do we want to get them in position to do? That is how we got on this long tangent. Um, again, Chris Wilson said last week that that is what it's going to be all about. Um, that, that he basically has three jobs. One of them is to evaluate his own players and put them in good situations. Um, that'll be interesting. That'll be really interesting to see what they come up with. Um, obviously, how that works with the inside linebackers is pretty obvious. Like third and long, which guy can cover the best third and short, which guy can tackle the best. You know, a lot of it can be pretty simple, but when you get into some of the other positions, you know, outside linebacker, I guess they're playing mostly downhill now. Again, really, really like that. Don't waste Carson Wells by putting him in coverage. You know, sometimes you have to, to keep him honest. Yeah, whatever, but you go forward. Um, Say uh, say the star position in particular. Um, you've got a bunch of guys that you could fit in there. You know, Chris Miller could play there. Makai Blackman could play there. Mark Perry could pay there, play there. Robert Barnes could play there. Um, who else could play there? I, I wonder, they, they could mess around and make that like an outside linebacker spot and try something like Jamar Montgomery. That, that, that might be getting too bold. Point is, a lot of people can play there and you need to know when you want which one. You know, what makes Mark Perry different than Chris Miller? Is it something that makes you want him out there more so? 
on third and short or less so? More so on third and long or less so? And that's a lot of what this is. And that's something that, that Carl said too, is that spring is for getting everybody reps. Um, fall camp, you're really putting your team together. Spring, you got to develop. You, you need every player on the roster out there getting some snaps, learning their jobs, improving, and hopefully you catch a glimpse of something that makes you say, you know what, we want to give him more reps this fall so we know if we want him on the field. Um, yeah, so that's that's a lot of thoughts on the defensive stuff. Um, I really like it. I, I Personally, I, I really like it. Um, very players-oriented, very opponent-oriented, and I think that that is just a, a smart way to approach the game of football. Um, again, I've generally been impressed with this staff. I mean, <laughs> they took Colorado to a bowl game for the first time in four years, second time in 13 years. Tough not to be impressed, but I like it. I like it. Um, let's see. Anything else from Carl? Oh, wow. You know what? Let's take a quick break because we're going too long. Um Basically, we have to do what we just did, but on the offense next because we learn more about the offense. And again, it's something that gets me just so fired up because it was a complaint that I had all last season. We're going to get into that in just a second. Um, but first, I want to remind you guys, if you are not members of DMVR yet, now is the time because you get a whole bunch of awesome things um, like uh, access to written coverage. You know, I have my five questions heading into fall camp or spring camp is up there. Um, and do we get answers? I guess I, I wrote about who starts next to Nate and some of what I thought has kind of been confirmed. Um, what else is up there? I can't remember all the questions right now, but that's not the point. There's good stuff on the website. There's going to be more about all these practices. Um, there's, there's stuff from all the other teams as well. Um, if you're not into reading, I mean, you should probably, probably get into it, but, um, I can offer beer. Uh, if you go to the DMVR bar and you're a member of DMVR, then you get a massive beer for the size of a tiny beer. It's a good deal. There's so many awesome things. You also get some free stuff if you sign up right now. You can get a free uh, t-shirt from the DMVR locker when you become an annual member. You'll also get a Recover Holistic Stick from Holistic Wellness. Uh, what's that, you ask? Holistic Wellness is all about the CBD. The stick we send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one's focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour in any drink, stir, and consume. They are amazing and so easy to use. No mess. Just grab the stick, pop the top, and stir. Check the reviews out at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. Better yet, they're offering our listeners 30% off their purchase using the code DMVR30. You get an annual membership, a free DMVR shirt, and a holistic stick with a coupon inside if you, uh, again, become an annual member. Uh, it's a banger of a deal. We suggest using your DMVR30 code on the sampler pack. This includes five sticks of CBD for recovery, sleep, stress, beauty, and digestion. You can see what works best for you for future purchases. Purchases. Head to thednvr.com today to become a member of the family. 68 teams started the tournament, and only the best have survived, except for Colorado. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning the next game. 
seriously, there's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable method to make your or to do your betting so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, oh, no, I lied. One more. Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know how much I love everything that Breckenridge Brewery puts out. Um, I drink a lot of it. Basically, like, I spend half of my life in my apartment and the other half of my life at the DMVR bar. Oh, I just realized. Soon I get to go to Boulder and watch football scrimmages again. So there's going to be that part of my life, too. Very pumped. Um, but when I go to the DMVR bar... I always just drink Breckenridge beers. You know, the the Strawberry Sky is my favorite. Uh, the Avalanche is also very, very good. Um, Mile High City Copper Lager, very solid beer. Again, no Strawberry Sky in my opinion, but nothing is. So many great beers, and they just released their first ever line of seltzers. The Good Company seltzers, they come in five different flavors. You can get the variety pack, 15 cans, three cans of each of the five flavors, and you can pick it up basically anywhere. But if you want to be sure, go to Breckenridge Brewery's website, get on the beer locator, and it'll tell you exactly where you can pick up whatever product you want to try, whether it's the seltzers or the strawberry sky, whatever. Just put in your zip code or something, and it'll just pop up on a map. Very convenient, makes it very easy to drink Breckenridge beers, which are already very easy to drink just because they're so good. Okay. Um, we went through basically my favorite thing that Carl Durrell said, which was a lot of things about how this defense is going to work, but it barely edged out. Um, the second favorite thing that he said today, um, and honestly, it's only because we didn't get as many details. He said, so I mentioned earlier that he was talking about Texas and he said, you can sense the level of urgency of trying to get things right. It's a positive start for the defense, especially considering how much new stuff they have. From there, and I didn't say this earlier, he started talking about the offense. And he said that, well, here's a quote. Offensively, we were a little bland in terms of motion and shift. Not anymore. Carl said that um, over the course of the offseason, they've gone through and, and obviously like changed some things with their offensive systems and put in a bunch of motions and stuff to make them not so bland. Um, in the classroom, things are going well. Today, they pretty much just went out there in new formations with new motions and just threw it at the defense. Again, good to hear that the defense handled it well. Better to hear that these are now pieces of the offense. You think about what that does for Colorado. Um, and you can start simple. You know, first of all, what happens when... A, a, a player motions. Let's say a receiver, he's lined up in the slot on the right side. Let's say he motions over to the left slot. Wow. Open some doors. First of all, if you're the quarterback, 
you get to not only watch a receiver motion across the field, but watch to see if a defender is motioning across the field with him. If you see a defender who's just mirroring the receiver, that means that the defense is in man coverage. There you go. You, all of a sudden, you know that the defense is in man coverage. And, you know, they could do some really complicated things, like flip them over and flip the whole defense and then still be zone or something just to try to trick you. But for the most part, you know if somebody's mirroring him, there you go, man coverage. If not, probably zone coverage. And that right there just makes things a whole lot easier for your quarterback, whoever that quarterback may be. So that right there, and actually it brings me into a tangent. Before we move along to other benefits of using motion in an offense, see, this would have been like the kind of essay that in high school I would have like actually happily written instead of like pretending to actually put time into something and turning it in like all that, you know, just if any of you are high school English teachers, right? Let, let people write about football. Um, but saying that reminded me of something that Bill Belichick said um, that I thought was really interesting. I think it was over the summer. I can't remember who he was talking to. But basically, you know, saying what I said about motion, it can really help the offense see what the defense is doing. But Bill Belichick said something kind of like just super ominous about those motions and he said well not only are you learning about what the defense is doing by throwing somebody in motion you're also telling the defense something and I have spent hours of my life thinking about what Bill Belichick meant by that what what did he mean that you are showing the defense now does is it something about if you go in motion it changes the odds of it being a pass play versus a run play and you're kind of maybe tipping that off a little bit if that's the case it wouldn't make much sense because if you're good at it you would say huh we should we should make this so that it, there's no trend so that you can't see this and say well now it's 60 40 a pass instead of a run um so i don't think that's it what i've come to decide is that it, it's a 40 chess thing where if you put somebody in motion and somebody mirrors, then all of a sudden you know that they're in man. But in Bill Belichick's mind, maybe what's really happening is that him as like an offensive guy, say say it's his team that's that's on offense, running the motion, learning what the defense is doing. The defense, all of a sudden, it kind of does get the ball back in its court um, because you've shown something you've shown man or zone do you make a quick change is it possible in your defense to make a quick change to something else and totally throw off what the offense is doing um do you just expect a man beater or you know just like some slants or some crosser or something like that where the receivers just have a chance to run away from their defender um by knowing that the offense is thinking man and likely to run a man beater to beat that man coverage do you then expect that man beater and so the man coverage still work. you know it does become this interesting cat and mouse game and anything bill belichick says you have to put a lot of stock in to me i was all about you should have motion on every play you should you should always pull in as much information as you can cause as much confusion um force the defense you know for example the buffs defense when they're running all those checks you move one receiver from one side of the field to the other side of the field what have you just done to that defense? Now they need to start all the checks over. Maybe not all of them, depending on the defense. Some of them might still fit. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I always thought, you just do this because it puts you in a better situation. Until Bill Belichick said it, at which point I, I deferred to him. Um, so 
I personally really like uh, the the decision. I think in particular in college football, it makes sense given the the types of defenses that are run. You know, a lot of people have come off that Nick Saban coaching tree and run something similar. You know, if Colorado is running that defense and it has that many checks and you can kind of cause problems by not showing what you're actually lining up in until right before the ball is snapped. I think that that's going to give you an edge against, you know, at least one or two teams throughout the season. Um, the second point on the list that I, that makes me really like the motions, um, jet sweeps, jet sweeps. You know, you take that same thing we were talking about slot receiver motions from right side of the field, to left side, Nothing really changes. It's basically like a mirror example. I guess the tight end is now on a different side. Some things kind of change. Basically, not much changes. You're in the same personnel. You've still got like a two-by-one formation, several one-by-two. you got three receivers out there, you know. But you, you get a chance to see man zone. You also, during the motion across the middle, can just snap the ball right there and hand it off. And that's something the defense has to be ready for. And they have to be ready for you to snap the ball and hand it off or to fake the handoff and then hand it off to the running back who's going the other way or fake the handoff and and throw the ball and you know that's that's how a lot of these really effective college offenses work and pro offenses as well um not all the teams run a lot of motions um but you think about uh, i think the rams the 49ers primarily a lot of west coast offenses um which is what carl durrell's background is in although you know he's basically said like i've i've been so many different places i've seen so many coaches that i i my system i'm not putting in a box plus he's pulling and letting uh darren cheverini do a whole bunch of his own stuff um as offensive coordinator you know it's it's not just about what carl durrell runs but people who do run a west coast offense which is what his background is in they do a lot of that and they have a lot of success. You know, from there you can motion a guy in and have him do like the little the the, the loop around. Goes into the backfield and goes back where he came from and throw a little thing out there. Just just opens up so many doors and you get somebody on the run. You know, they start the play moving, which is an advantage. I, I there's just so much to like about that in particular that I do think it was kind of the missing piece. Um, we talked a lot about how KD Nixon could be used last year. His best use is as a slot wide receiver who goes in motion a lot. If he's just a slot receiver who doesn't go in motion all that often, you know, the jet sweep type of thing isn't really there all that much. He isn't seen as, as much of a running threat. And now, you know, Dimitri Stanley is still going to be in the slot. Um, he's likely to be the guy who does a lot of the motioning and he's fast. You know, you want to get the ball in his hands and let him run. I think you're going to see some Brandon Rice um, motions to that. You know, I, I to, we can move on, but I'm really excited about that as well. From Carl, was there anything else? Uh, he talked a little bit about Alex. Uh, Fontenot said, we only saw two or three days of him during practice last year, um, but we watched a lot of tape. He ran really hard. He was productive in 2019. It's good to see him back, and he feels good. Um, I told you, Sam, you always know he's around because you can always hear him. Love that. Um, and that's it for Carl. Let's actually – we'll take one more quick break. This one, This one's actually a quick break. And then we'll jump back in with what Alex Fontenot had to say after his first football practice in seven months, I want to say, off the top of my head. Um, first, though, 
I want to tell you that we brought you damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, and they ship all over the beautiful US of A and straight to your door. Uh, they also ship to Peru. They shipped a 15,000-pound order to Peru. All meat, all beef. That's 15,000 pounds of beef to Peru. Hopefully, hopefully they didn't put it i almost said something really dumb i almost said hopefully they didn't put it like on a ship who had to they had to go through suez canal wouldn't that be a dumb way to get like to go through egypt on your way from texas to peru um i'm gonna stop saying dumb stuff keep saying stuff about hassle cattle company um they, they have wagyu smoked sausage new york strip beef bacon wagyu frank without any fillers two jerky flavors um their hamburger one food network's northeast burger jam so many good products and you can check them all out at hasslecattlecompany.com that's h-a-s-s-e-l-l cattlecompany.com and if you use the promo code dnvr10 you can get 10 percent off your order it's dnvr10 for 10 percent off any orders over 200 dollars and you receive free shipping. Check them out, and we promise you will not be disappointed. Okay, uh, before we get out of here, a couple things to say about Alex. Um, first of all, he said he's been 100% for months. He's just been waiting for practice to start, and today it finally started. Um, good to hear that this isn't him, like, testing himself, and that not only did he have time to recover, but he had time to, like, gain strength. Uh, he said, you know, his first day, like, done recovering – he was working with Shannon Turley on a lot of like flexibility stuff, um, which is, which is good. Um, for honestly, like any human being, it is good to be more flexible and to pay attention to that. You know, your, your body needs that. Um, but for, for running backs coming off of major injuries, even more so, um, he, when asked about the competition, basically said, I know my ability. I know I'm going to show out regardless of the situation, and I'm going to find a way onto the field. Love to hear it. Um, I asked him, you know, like, it's, it's been a while. You, you didn't get to play last year. Um, that was, like, the first iteration of Carl Durrell offense. Um, now there's some changes. How excited are you to uh, get into it? Honestly, I may have been, like, more excited about the new offense than uh, Alex. Uh, he basically said, like, we're, we're learning what to do in it, and a job is running backs just to go out there and execute. And I was like, okay. I'm personally really excited about all the, all the motion. Um, he said that last year was a lot of fun watching Jarek. Um, he's really proud of everything he did, um, and that uh, Ashad is starting to get a hang of the scheme. There you go. So that's some good stuff. Um, he was asked, you know, uh, has Darian Hagen given you guys any, like, key points um, or points of emphasis for this spring. He said, the main point is that it's anyone's position. Love to hear it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, he said that the quarterbacks look good today. It's going to be a good competition. Um, Alex, not the most like talkative I've said before, you know, our, our, uh, our best conversations have always been about traveling. Also, it's weird to have not seen him in that long and to still not to have seen him in person. Um, Oregon State just tied this game up at 55, by the way. You guys are listening to this well after this happened. I have a big parlay with the Oregon State money line being the last piece. Could be a very good day. And that's a, that's a big old miss from Houston. Um, that's all I've got for today. I Oh, we should tease this, though. 
Um, like I said, tomorrow we're going to be talking about all that's going on in the basketball world because there's a lot going on. Um, but Wednesday, the Buffs will be back on the practice field again, and we'll be talking to Carl Durrell after practice, and then Jarek Broussard and Carson Wells. Excited about that. Excited to uh, tell you guys what I learn. Um, but before that, we'll be back tomorrow, and I will see you then. I think they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad, holly get a bus with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, man I swear I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, it's pushing one. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey, hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.